Hello, and welcome to Your Daily Homily, a ministry of St. Philip the Apostle Parish in Pasadena, California. For more information on today's readings and homilist, please view the show notes below. And now, Your Daily Homily. from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory to you, O Lord. In those days, a decree went out from Caesar Augustus that the whole world should be enrolled. This was the first enrollment when Quirinius was governor of Syria. So all went to be enrolled, each to his own town. And Joseph, too, went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth, to Judea, to the city of David that is called Bethlehem, because he was of the house and family of David, to be enrolled with Mary, his betrothed, who was with child. While they were there, the time came for her to have her child, and she gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him in swaddling clothes, and laid him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. Now there were shepherds in that region, living in the fields and keeping the night watch over their flock. The angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were struck with great fear. The angel said to them, Do not be afraid. For behold, I proclaim to you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. For today in the city of David, a Savior has been born for you who is Christ and Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find an infant wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was a multitude of the heavenly host with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. All right. Uh, Um. I was telling you last night with so many people, it occurred to me and stand there, there are really three groups of people who come to church on Christmas Day. They're the ones who come, people who come every week, and I'm looking around, and that, that's most of you here, the ones who are here every week. Then there are people, the people who come, sometimes they come and sometimes they don't. And then the third group are the ones who uh, come Christmas and Easter. Now, everybody's welcome, <laughs> you know. Whether if it's only once a year or twice a year or ten times a year, you know, we're happy to have you here. So, so, so good. But, uh, no, I'm just thinking, what is really important about when you come to church? Number one, knowing why you come. If you don't know why you come, why you come, if you don't know why you're here, then it's kind of like, well, I'll put five or ten dollars or two or whatever in the collection and sit back and, okay, go ahead and entertain me. 
We're not, you know, Judge Judy always said, where'd you think you were going, to the beach? <laughs> it's not the movies, it's not entertainment or anything like that. But the other thing is, for the people who only come a couple of times a year, you know, the question would be is also knowing why you don't come. Now, there, there, there could be lots of reasons for that. But, but for me, the worst one is, out of all the different reasons I've heard from people over the years, the worst one is, why is it necessary? It's really not necessary. That's just like stabbing, some, stabbing me in the heart. It's not necessary. Not just because I'm a priest now, but, but all my life I thought it, it was important. You know, and it just occurred to me, we talk about family all the time. You know, my family or family at home, my family at work, if I'm on a team, my family at team. David is family of doctors at Children's Hospital, on and on. Our church family, you hear family all the time, correct? Well, go ahead and tell your family, you know, your, your regular family at home. You all know I love you. I'm not coming home tonight. See how that goes over. I'll come home when I feel like it. But it's okay because in my heart I know I love you. Or do that at Thanksgiving. Yeah, I don't have to go to Thanksgiving dinner with family. They, they, they know that I care. And then I'm there in spirit or whatever. I mean, it sounds stupid when you start thinking about it. Because that's what family does. They get together. That's not the only reason we're here. And I don't want to fill in all of that, that for you, why we're here. But the part why we're not here, it, it, it is so important to, to wrestle with some of the nonsense. Now, I've talked to people who said, you know, we're not coming because of the big abuse scandal, and I get it, I'm still mad. I don't want to get into that, but I'm still so angry about that, about, uh, you know, that it happened, the way the church handled it, I mean, everything about it. Anyway, I started writing down a list of things that we face today. And man, it's a, it's a tough world to live in right now, isn't it? It's a tough world. I just, last night I made a quick list things that came to mind immediately. Of course, there's war. There's the war in Ukraine. And we're worried about, is it going to spread? Is it going to get bigger? What's going to happen? There's all of our politics, which is a disaster. The cancel culture, if I don't like you, we just eliminate you. Anger and hatred and taxes are going up and cancer and shootings, immigration problems, homelessness, global warming. It's a big list, isn't it? It's a big, big, big list. And I was, there's a show I listen to on Sunday mornings from not in church. It's on from 6 to 9 a.m. on the radio, the Jesus Christ Show. Anybody, anybody besides me listen to that? This guy says, I'm Jesus, and he answers questions <laughs> and, and talks about the, the Bible. And it's very, very interesting. He's not Catholic, but it's an interesting show. Somebody called up last week talking about all this stuff and said, why doesn't God just send down an army of angels and fix it all? <laughs> Sounds like a fair question, right? And I thought, you know, he already did that when, the, when we had the great flood. And what do we do? We just started over. <laughs> right? But, but, but I thought that was a fair question. Why didn't he just send the, the army down? Well, got to be careful of that. Do you know, anybody know who Oscar Wilde is? He's not alive anymore. He was a famous British author. Uh, and, and he said something, and, and I think about it all the time, especially in reference to all the things we face that were created by us. He said, there are only two tragedies in life. Only two. The first one is not getting what you want. And the second one is getting what you want. <laughs> you know, got a 
Now, if you think about that, I've got a friend, a priest in Jamaica, who'll say something like that, and then he'll say, now, put that in your pipe and smoke it. <laughs> so, 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 you know, when you, when you, when you look at, at all of this different stuff that's been around since the beginning, people fighting and people angry and wars and all of that, and you ask yourself, what was God's answer to all of that finally? It was a baby. That just, you know, it's, it's hard to comprehend. It was a, it was a baby. Not I'll come down and empower and, and come down with angels and blah, blah, blah. But the second person, the Trinity, one of us, will be born into the world as a baby. Now, what's, what's, what's astounding about that is because when you think of all the things that, that babies have no control over, have no control, can't control their arms, they can't control their legs, they can't control their bowels, they can't control their bladder. <laughs> they can't, they, you know, they, can, they can't uh, feed themselves, they can't dress themselves, they can't keep themselves warm. Completely, 100% dependent on us. 100%. And imagine our God putting himself in that position as a baby, 100% depending on us put himself into our hands. And you see, he put himself into our hands on the, in the manger. And if you look up at the cross, he put himself into our hands on the cross. That was what, what was done for us. And why is the baby? You know, for most people, most normal people, babies bring out the best in us. I, you know, let me, let me tell you, I might have told you this before, and I don't remember, but <clears throat> 2003, I got a phone call, 3 a.m. I was in Culver City at that time in the rectory. Phone call at 3 a.m. Close friend, her uh, um, mother of my godson, who was eight at the time, on the phone, and she says, I'm in labor. My husband's already left for work. Come and pick me up. So, man, that was the fastest I ever got dressed. And the only thing, the only thing I had the one thing to say is, you're not having this baby in the car because I don't know what to do. So, so just, just hang on till we get to the hospital. And we got, we got to the hospital of probably about 3.30 at Cedar sinai And, you know, J.R. husband showed up about an hour later, left work and showed up, and I was babysitting my godson in, out in a waiting room while we were doing it. She was, my goddaughter Celeste was born at about 11.30 that morning and I saw her for the first time about 20 minutes later now that's not something a priest expects to do <laughs> is go into a delivery room and see a baby that's just been born and cleaned up and, and I'm telling you to look at that face of new life come into the world did something to me it did something to me you know it was, it was like, and she knows that too, you know, now, it was like walking through a door and you spend the rest of your life on the other side. Now, those of you who are parents, I mean, lucky you, lucky you, because even as, a, even as just the Godfather, the, 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 the joy of it, I, you know, it's, you know it better than I do, I guess, it's hard to explain, but 
but it changed me for the rest of my life just to see that new life right in front of me just come into the world. And that's what God did for us. He didn't, you know, didn't come in power. He didn't come in power because there are, there are a few people who have power. Not all of us have power, but everyone who's ever lived has known weakness. He didn't come in wealth. In fact, lived in poverty his whole life, just about. Didn't come in wealth. And there, there are a few people. There are, well, a few. Pasadena, there are a good number of people who have money. <laughs> uh, um, but there are lots of poor people who want. Everybody at one time or another in their life has known want. Everybody has. That's universal. He didn't even come in acceptance. And all of us have known rejection at one time or another, and he knew rejection from the beginning until the end and still experiences that rejection today. And in the face of the rejection, you know what he gives us in return? Love, mercy, forgiveness <laughs> offered over and over and over. And all of that comes together in this one baby born in the world today that we celebrate his birthday. So when it comes down to, you know, what you hear all the time, in fact, on that radio show, they were talking about it this morning. Somebody called him, what's the real meaning of Christmas? Let me tell you what it's not. Okay? It's not Hallmark movies. Anybody, who watches those? <laughs> Sorry, Lindy. <laughs> uh, the meaning of Christmas is not you find the person you're supposed to spend the rest of your life with and it's all, it's all about getting a husband or a wife or a spouse, whatever. That is, that is not what Christmas is about. I, you know, last year I watched a lot of Hallmark movies. I tried to this year. And it was... <laughs> Sorry. It's the same movie over and over and over again in, in uh, different settings and with different actors. <laughs> But it's the same movie every time. So, so, so that is not the meaning of Christmas. Now, now you know, but you have to understand, when you, when you really get it, suddenly it's not just the meaning of Christmas, it's the meaning of my life. Why am I here? There, there is a miracle that happened with the birth of Jesus. And, I, you know, it's bigger than I can comprehend. The idea of somehow... Jesus being born divine and human, somehow humanity becoming part of the life of the Trinity. Because Jesus isn't two people. He's not two separate people. It's all one. It's heresy. And so Jesus part of the Trinity, then humanity somehow is part of the Trinity. And with his birth, you know what that makes us? That makes us the top of the food chain of creation. The, the crowning glory of God's creation, and that is us. If I were to ask that question, what's the glory, the crowning glory of God's creation? Everybody would say angels. It's not angels. It is us. Which is why the angels rebelled, I think, because you know we have to serve them. Look at us. Look at them, and we have to serve them. Yes, because Jesus is one of us. It's not a. It's not a new idea. I could talk about that for a long time. That's not a new idea, though. We've just forgotten it. We have just forgotten it. 
because of the mess we live in sometimes and forget to look at the blessings we have and the love we have around us and all the, all the things are done for we have forgotten that, that we are the crowning glory of God's creation. St. Irenaeus knew it. St. Irenaeus knew it, knew it uh, uh, 1,900 years ago. <laughs> he was born around the year 130 and died around the year 200. And he said something profound. The glory of God is the human being fully alive. The glory of God. And the life of the human is the vision of God. By the way, when you're, when you're ordained, everybody has a holy card. And you put a saying that means something to you. What do you put on yours, Michael? Go out, go out into the deep. Yeah, this is what I put on my prayer card. Glory of God is the human being fully alive. The life of the human is the vision of God. So, so when we celebrate this birthday today, you know, it's a big deal because we're not just celebrating Jesus born into the world. We're celebrating who, what, how God created us, and and and. Despite all the times we try to mess that up, that's who we are. So, do you want to see God's glory right now? You have to use your imagination a little bit. Pick up your, pick up your mirror. Come on, pick up your mirror. And now look at it. <laughs> look at yourself. You want to see the glory of God? Look at yourself. Merry Christmas to all of you. And what about for Jesus? Happy birthday, God. Thank you. Thank you for joining us at your daily homily. For information on St. Philip the Apostle Parish or to support this ministry, please click on the links provided. Until our next time together, be safe and God bless.